Close your eyes, I want to see it tonight in my sweet dreams. Dun, 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 dun. No? Once again, this movie is without a real song, so I had nothing to sing from it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, in the trailer, there was that song, It's Been a While. You know, I didn't really feel like singing it, but you know what I'm... It's been a while since I could stand on my own feet again, or some, something like that. Oh, we almost went E for explicit. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't my fault this time. No, no. I've, I've, been, I've been edgy recently, real edgy. With yeah, as soon as you get real... me, bro, I'm, I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say something. I'm going to add it to the vocabulary. I'm a mugwai. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Yes Year podcast. My name is James. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Beth. Beth, I hope you're doing all right this evening. I know you're you're in some stuff. So, um, if this is your first time joining us here at the Yes Year podcast, thank you very much for tuning in, and of course, those returning every week, thank you for your patronage. So, this one may not uh, may be long, as we are doing the butterfly effect, and this is a long but excellent movie. Um, I really like this movie. We went to the theater to see it when uh, when it came out. I thought the premise was awesome. And love that it had to do with a form of time travel beyond that which was the norm. Um, usually when it comes to that kind of stuff, like time travel and everything, there's like a machine or something somebody's sitting in or something like that to go back and forth. Um, with this, it's just his journals and memories, which I thought was really cool. So um, we've talked about specific times and memories before that we can think of that had gone, you know, if they had gone another way, would have had like a massive effect on the timelines. Um, and those conversation, of course, is what led us to watching this movie this week. Um, so, Beth, what are some thoughts you have on the situation? Like, the, like with, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you think about, I mean, without making you repeat what you said, like, last week or, in, you know, in, in previous, like, what do you think about with the premise of the movie and everything like that? Well, like the butterfly effect itself? Sure, like... Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think it's really interesting. I think it would be hard to pull off in any kind of explanation. <laughs> what did you just do? Oh, I no, I no, I don't want to interrupt on my. Oh, you talking? No, I, no, I, this is where I cut myself the other day fixing something at work, and I just it had like an it, you know it's healing, so it itched. Oh yeah. And I went to do this when I did it folded over, and it completely just felt like it ripped open. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know my face was like, <laughs> I kept an, a silent scream. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. So you think it's very cool and hard to pull off? I think it'd be hard to pull off in a any any kind of explanation. It's hard to talk about. I mean, if you don't already know what the butterfly effect is or haven't really, like, done anything with it, it would be hard to sit down and, like, explain it to someone, I think. Yeah. I mean, because where I come from, I knew it and got fascinated by it from that one game. Um, or both games. I mean, um, shoot, the one that I talked about last week, and then the other one, the uh, Until Dawn, that yeah. game as well, focuses heavily on the butterfly effect. Everything you do that game, it's like, yeah, you just killed seven people. Oh <laughs> so, no! So it's like, oh okay, <laughs> like you really like playing that game is really <laughs> frustrating because you really could be going completely fine. Like everyone's gonna be alive. And then, like, you hit X over, like, circle, and then suddenly half your people are dead. Oh, jeez. So it's, that's rough. But that's how it is. Oh. You know, that's, I mean, and that 
what this movie shows us as well is like literally one thing saying anything could just change an entire timeline with the other with the other game that i talked about last week in that sense is what actually made me think while i was watching this is that you find out at the end that the entire premise like the plot of the of the game is because you are rewinding you know, like going back in time to fix your mistakes and yeah. trying to make everything perfect you're clashing timelines and messing everything up for everyone else and yourself so you're like ending the world without knowing that you are until like the very end oh wow so that's what i, I was thinking about with this movie because he goes through and has all these different memories and such but like what happens to those versions of himself right so right right there was a game that was on gamecube called second sight Yes. You remember that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we because we and I no, love I that, that game. game. You never played it. Once. <laughs> you are such. Get out! You're out. I need a new co-host. Um, basically, you you start off and you go back in. You go through situations. You end up all messed up, but in getting messed up, you actually develop powers. Um, and one of your powers is going back in time. And as you go back in time, you actually change situations. So you see the gameplay happen and then you go back and you play through it again and you change what happened in the game. So things get different. So where people die, they don't die again. And where like something, it's really, it's really a fun game. If it's older, it um, sounds really good. It really was. Um, yeah, really, 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 really fun game called second sight on GameCube came out probably 2000. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe earlier. Maybe later. (laughs) Um, So anyway. So yeah. So Butterfly Effect, the movie. Um, What were your initial impression what it was going to be like when we had discussed it? The the box? Well, I was excited to watch it because it's based on one of my favorite topics to talk about. I mean, anyone just sits and goes, hmm, in another timeline, I have made a lot of money. Is what I'll call it. That's what I wanted to add a pause because what I was going to say was not kidding. Did you keep E for explosive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So, in another timeline, I've won the lottery and made a lot of money and I don't live here anymore. But that's another timeline. That's not our timeline. You know what I mean? Right. But what stinks. So- oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What I was going to say, what stinks with it is, is like, yeah, great. You got that. But it turns out that everybody else died. Unless I'm really happy. Oh. So you're. <laughs> Somewhere living in the Bahamas. Real sad about everybody being dead, but I sure do have lots of money, so I'm good. I like that. People who say that money can't buy happiness, I just don't understand. Because I would be so happy to buy so many things on my wish list right now. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, I'm so happy this is in the mail. Somebody, I can't remember what movie it is, but it says people who say that money can't buy happiness don't have any. Yeah. I see people on TV that have money. And their complaints and their sadness and their woes are the stupidest things yeah, I mean, I've ever you, seen. But think about it like this. So, like, if you go and you support, like, one of our the one of our affiliates, the one that makes, like, the chocolate. So, say... Hugh Kitchen? Go ahead. <laughs> so, say we buy some chocolate from them. They, yeah. That means that we're going to get chocolate. So, it's like, yum, chocolate, we're happy. Yeah. But they get an order and they're thinking... Oh, good. Somebody reached out to us to get our chocolate and our stuff. I'm a small business. Really mm-hmm. happy. So we've bought, with our money, money buying things. Right. Now they're happy. Money's mm-hmm. buying happiness. 
There it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, she solved it. So can money buy happiness? Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yep. I like it. Good job by you. And you brought up our affiliate. Thank you. Thank I'm just you. so good at what I do. You you know what? You 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 complete the circle. The circle, circle is incomplete. Of life. It's a new something or other. I don't know. I've seen that movie like twice. <laughs> circle of life. I don't really like that movie. I it's depressing to me. Yeah, it's really sad. I, I, I like Do you know it? that he eats him? That Scar eats him? Oh, my god! Because, like, later on in the movie, you see, like, he's had he has a, a, the skull in his yes. hand. And it's a lion skull. Yes. And it's known that lions will eat other lions. Yeah. If they're really hungry. He's a jerk. Yeah. So I, he ate him. I ate his brother. I, well, you know what? What else are you going to do? Not kill him. Well, I mean, not kill him in the first place. Yeah. But then not eat him afterwards. I'm also not going to leave his little crap kid alive if I'm trying to be king, you know? No, I'd have killed him, too. I, I always him. thought that was weird. <laughs> Maybe he thought it was in a threat, but, like, you know, right of throne passage? Doesn't matter. I think if you, in the situation, if you've been like, oh, there was a stampede, Simba must have gone down there and, um, whatever his the name is. King. The king. Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa. <laughs> I almost called him King Jaffa, which is what his name was, was in uh, Coming to America. Sorry. Um, they must, Oh, they got. They both died in, in the stampede. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. Yeah. Now you don't have any threats of anything like Enjoy that. Enjoy your he, several he lives. Left, he left them up. Yeah. yeah. He had several. He did. He was going to, anyways. Yeah, uh, he did. He, that's he wanted Lula or Nula, whatever. Nala. Nala. That's the circle of life, indeed. And keep it in the family. You. And then... <laughs> And then there were the other lions that he was like, mm, all for me. He was. You're going to ruin the the population of lions, man. But that's lions. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's... King of the jungle. That is... Well, I don't know. If I go out and I'm looking at a stampede and I see one lion let the other lion go, I'm going to feel a little a little tingles in my heart. <laughs> I'm going to go, oh, dang. Some, some, something really dramatic. Some kids traumatized now. Butterfly effect. <laughs> and that's our show. No, <laughs> it's so cool. I, love it. <laughs> it, I can't remember the second line of that song. It's stupid song stuck in my head now. It's a, a new beginning. It's a new. Is it a new beginning? I don't, I don't know. Oh. Oh, good. Yay! It's the wheel of fortune. It's a wimbuit, a wimbuit. Is it this song? And it, it moves us all. That, that's. <laughs> but I know that he says it's a wheel of fortune. It's in there. No. It's the wheel of fortune has to be in there. Nope. Not at all in here. Oh, no. I'm mad. Now I don't even want to listen to this stupid <laughs> song. And we're never watching that movie. How about that? Good. I don't like this movie. We're watching it next week. <laughs> 1994. I'm oh. old. I'm just gonna sit and pass away while you talk about it. Sim, <laughs> you just <laughs> fade away. <laughs> just turn the ash and blow away. What happened to Beth? Well, we watched Lion King and she just faded away. Unfortunately. So, Butterfly Effect is a sci-fi thriller that was released January twenty third, two thousand four. It stars Ashton Kutcher and Amy Smart as the main players in the movie. Oh, it does have one year old at this time. Weird, huh? I was a year old. Man, that's weird. Um, the story revolves around a man named Evan Treborn. That's me. 
who suffers blackouts as a kid, but finds that later in life he is able to go back in time and alter it by reading his journals. Maybe think of um that one disorder, the multiple personality disorder, where people, because I had to study this in psychology last year. Yeah. Or they, um, that was the one we picked, but people with the ID will, like, the people will come forward, and they'll go back, and then, like, a certain amount of time will pass, and they'll come back, and they're like, what's going on? They'll just come into new situations. Oh, so the other personality's in while the other one, the other's dormant, so when that person comes, they're like, how long has it been? Yeah. Dude, that's freaky. Right? Wasn't that scary? You know, I never thought of that like that. I've always thought of multiple personalities, but I've always thought, there's, oh, man. There's a movie called Raising Cain with John Lithgow where he has multiple personalities and it is madness. I watched, have you ever, you know, Split? Yeah. Yeah. You, people didn't think that was going to be very good, but I watched it. It was really yeah. interesting. I actually watched it. Did you really? Yeah, I really did. Did you like it? I liked it okay. I, yeah, I, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. It was uh, when he actually started I, yeah. turning into a, I think a that beastie he, thing and crawling he, like, on the ceiling. That and... was too much. <laughs> I drove the line. The beastie thing, Colin. That was too. That was too much. Like I, like I always say, you can have your movie up to a certain point. Yeah. But as soon as you add other things, See, it's, it's gonna M- ruin it for me. It's M Night Shyamalan, so he always has to have some beyond thing that that goes into it. So it made you. You see, it's a movie, and this guy's got multiple personalities, and he's just a psycho, and that's cool. But then it really does show up, and he really does have the beast, and it really does. Able to crawl on the ceiling. Yeah, and well, and it was too like much that. for me. I went, wow, I don't like that at all. <laughs> and then he dies, or does he? No, he doesn't, because it's in the because there's a that was that's sequel. why I was like, or does he? Oh, but you ruined it for oh, me. I'm sorry, it. everybody, yeah. for. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he turns into Charles Xavier. He turns into a dog. <laughs> he turns into a mutt. What's it? Be a mutt. You know, I think all dogs genuinely are mutts. Everybody, nobody's purebred anymore. I don't care what people say. There's something in the line. Drago Malfoy. Drago Malfoy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Mud blood? I don't know where you're going with that. I don't know, because you're right. He's pure blood, yeah. right? Purebred, pure, pure blood, yeah. None of the wizards or whatever. Ow. Yes, that's what, that's what, uh. Hagrid says, he says, there's not a pure bloodline left anyway. So, which would, I mean, you have to think about what that would mean if you did. That's just like English keeping kings and queens and all that. You're keeping it in the family, literally. And that's not healthy. I don't care who you are. I don't care how magic you are. That's gross. Um, the movie had a budget of about $13 million, And it made that back plus about $4 million in its opening weekend. Going on to gross so over ninety six million. Oh wow! Worldwide. See, that's successful. That's super successful. Yeah, in my opinion, that I is agree. a really good movie. Yep. So it made back what it cost to make it in its first weekend, plus four million, and then overall ninety six million. So yeah, that, that when you're in your you're right in your in your view of that, that is a, a successful movie. Um, it did even better when it came out to rent with a director's cut, which is uh, what we watched. <laughs> Which is what I watched. Um, Nobody told me to watch so, the director's cut. I watched the normal cut. So, yeah. But now we can talk about both. And we do. The movie did open oh. to mixed reviews. However, um, and I think a lot of it had to do with Ashton Kutcher at the time because he was an actor and had not done a serious role that I'm aware of. 
Um, he was on. Do you remember MTV's Punked? Are you aware of that show? No. So there was this show that he did. So basically, oh, you know what? Yes. What? I do remember that actually. I think was he like the main character? Well, it was a it was a reality TV show, and it was where they would sit there and, and basically punk people, and then at the end he would oh, run yeah. out and he would go, oh, <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, so, I've never watched that. Oh, we punked you, and then they'd be all, oh, blah. You never watched that. Great, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but he did like like famous people and stuff like that. And then he would just punk these people, and then he would come out. Like Jimmy Fallon? And then, yeah. And then he did, um, don't mention him on my show. I don't like that guy, and you know I don't like that guy. Didn't know that. I thought we did like him. Um, no, I don't like him. Uh, he stole my life. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Wallen, I think I'm funny. He thinks he's funny. He's not funny. He's just that guy that everybody's like, <laughs> he's so funny. No, he's not. I like the band. The Roots. Oh, The Roots are awesome. Mm, they're really and, cool. And um, I like the stuff that he does with your boy, Paul Rudd. Mm. They do hilarious stuff. They're really But funny. I could do funny stuff with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, if you listen to this show, please. Oh, my God. If you listen stuff. to this show, I have so much to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> don't you look this. Don't you look over there. There's so much to ask you. Yeah. Over maybe a kettle at dinner. Yeah. Away from your wife and kids? Yeah. Perhaps. Mm. <laughs> Freak. Um, he also did the movie Dude, Where's My Car? Which was a really, really bad movie. You didn't like that movie? I liked that movie. You did not watch that movie? <laughs> you stop. I'm not even believing that you watched that. So... Um, overall, overall, though, this movie did really well and, of course, has developed a cult following. So, jump in. It's a longin'. Oh, boop, boop. Bloop, 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 bloop. Can you hurry up? Yes. <laughs> um, so, we kick off the movie with a chaos theory showing on the screen about the butterfly effect and then see a young man carrying a box of film and writing a note about his plan. Uh, maybe kind of like a suicide note? Did you notice I like... I mean, did you watch the title screen at all while you were setting up? Because it was really creepy. How it was a I butterfly and the no, wings no, 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 started no. going? The music. Oh, yeah. Yes. I had to mute the music. I, I was trying to set up and I, I had to mute it because I was like, yeah, this is really... It'd be like... And then... Yep. The whole time. Yeah. And then like the sound... And then you get into the movie and the soundtrack's even... It's just scary. It's creepy. I agree. But I had a really good intro. Yeah. Yeah. I like how it gave the chaos theory, you know, on the screen. I don't remember and, seeing that. Oh, it popped up on there and said what the butterfly effect was for the chaos theory. Basically, just saying what the premise oh, of the movie was going to be. Huh. And I liked how he ran down the hall, too, because he ran all creepily <laughs> when he was running. Um, but, yeah, he's writing. He's like, eh, I'm going to go back and try and save her if I don't. Then oh, then, yeah. Stuff like that. Um. Mm-hmm. We then see the title screen and then see some kids riding bikes 13 years earlier. Evan, is, t- Evan is talking to his mom <laughs> about getting to school on time and asking if his dad's going to come. Um, I guess his dad is locked up at this time in some type of facility, but I'm not. I don't think it's jail. I didn't even know he was locked up. Right. I figured he was just at work. <laughs> So Evan is dropped off at school by his mom, and the teacher says that she needs to see him. 
Uh, she shows Evan's mom a drawing that Evan did. Oh, that was horrible. That was of murder, like standing over two dudes, like stabbed yeah, out. Yeah, and the, like the line art was really creepy itself. It was all like sketched over, like a, like a, like a bunch of times. It was all like yeah, it was freaky. Um, apparently he does not remember even drawing it. That night, Evan is taken to a mental mental institution by his mom, and she fears that he has inherited his father's illness. The doctor suggests him writing a journal of his daily experiences to help him with his memory. At one point, the mom comes into the kitchen, and Evan is standing all blank-faced holding a knife. <laughs> Which was not a good follow-up for him after the drawing right. of him holding a knife. Right. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah. Um, when his mom asks what he is doing with the knife, he says he doesn't remember. Yeah. See, if I wouldn't have asked and then hugged him, I would have gotten him out into of my house immediately. You're going to go right into the institution. Are you going to stay with your dad for a while? Aren't? Isn't he in an institution? Yes. <laughs> have you ever seen do you know the outro of that music? No, I didn't know what to watch. You don't know... Oh, okay. Whatever. Sorry. Everyone else will know. Oh, well, good. As long as everybody else knows, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, so ev- poor, poor Poppy and Grandma are going, I don't know that. They might. <laughs> they might. If my parents know it and I don't, I'm mad. Um, so Evan goes to stay with a guy named George and his kids, Kaylee and Tommy. Oh George is drinking and tells Evan that he gets to be the star of a movie he is making. <laughs> Uh, in a flash, Evan comes to and realizes <laughs> well, that he is naked, my, as well as Kaylee and George is making some kind of film that he should not be making. What? My notes exactly for this yeah. was, like, when you first when he first came on the screen, it was all like, whatever. It goes, oh, this guy. Because I noticed him <laughs> from Grey's Anatomy, that one episode. And I'm like, oh. And then my second line is just George with a period. Yeah. So it's George. Sure. And then it goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and then immediately nothing else is talked about and we go to the psych ward yeah oh, I, gotcha you just bl- completely bl- just yeah I said uh oh uh oh that's yeah. right ladies and gentlemen George is a sickie <laughs> um, poor Kaylee is traumatized where Tommy looks to be having a serious mental breakdown on the stairs um, he just seemed angry that he wasn't involved it, you it know, was he, so weird and it wasn't explained well at all like his point of view of that whole situation was never given to us for like the rest of the movie. He's yeah. just sitting on the stairs, twisting the doll's head off, yeah. angry at life. Like, bro, you're not. What are you? What? I don't know. I get you. I feel you on that. I I thought the same. And thing later as on, we find out he was supposed to, he was thrown out of the room. Yeah, and he comes back in. He wasn't supposed to be there. No. Um, we then see that the doctor is showing a brain scan of Evan and tells Evan's mom that he should be okay and that they should just keep an eye on him. (laughs) So then on April 15th of that year, Evan gets to go meet his father at the mental institution because that's what you do. You know, let's go see dad. Well, he was asking apparently. Yeah, but still. I mean, if you were in the psych ward. Do you want to come see me? No. Uh, See? Well, if I had never met you before. Yeah. It's that level of curiosity of being able to. You might regret it for the rest of your life. It's Spotify effect. Oh, touche. If he had never gone to see his dad. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So Evan is led into his room, and we see a man led into the room as well. The man is shackled and looks to be a bit dazed. He talks to him for a second about having his eyes and his hair, and then flashes to being choked out by his dad. <laughs> so he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to bite you. And the next thing you know, he's on top of him on the floor. Um, 
the next scene, we see that Jason has been killed and is being buried. <laughs> uh, so poor, poor Evan's not doing well. No. Uh, six years later from that, Evan is hanging with Tommy and Kaylee and another kid named Lenny. Which, poor name. <laughs> we want to talk about, what was the guy's name from um, the damn... The was, gate? No, yeah, no, yeah, the gate. What was his name? Oh my gosh, I can't remember. Was it Jerry? Terry. Terry. Yeah. Do you want to talk about short sticks? <laughs> Terry. Terry lives a good life in comparison to poor Lenny here. Yeah. Lenny goes through horrible. Yeah. Like all of his timelines are yep. garbage, except for the ones. The very ending. Ex- no, but like except for the ones where what's his name is happy. Like if, or not. I mean, not happy, but um. Yeah, you're right. I, unless it's opposite. So if if Lenny is miserable, then Evan's happy. He gets what he wants for the most part. Yep. But if Evan's sad, he's living the life. Lenny's living the life. Yeah. So, Given that if he had left it alone in the first place. Yeah. Ow. Sorry. My ear is really itchy. It's okay. My whole headset just fell off. Yeah. If he had done it in the first place, Lenny was happy making his planes. In that room? Yeah. Like after the dog incident? Yeah. Or if they, <laughs> or before the bomb one? Yeah. Because I mean, as a kid, if, they, if he had just left Lenny alone, maybe he would have just made the plane. But he was not living. I mean, that's not a happy life to live there with your mom. Your mom's taking care of you, and you're just building planes all the time. Better than what it turned into. Yeah, that's no so. joke. But she's gonna die, and then what he's gonna do? Truth. Rock. So it turns out. That Tommy is looking for a blockbuster explosive, kind of like dynamite, to blow something up. He says his dad has one. Um, they have Lenny put it into a mailbox to blow up and sit and watch. While watching, Evan puts his hands over Kaylee's ears, and the next scene, they are dragging Lenny through the woods, and Lenny looks catatonic in state. I said, Lenny dead? Question mark. Yeah. Kaylee is saying, what they, what did they do? And Evan, once again, has no idea what is going on. Lenny is put into an ambulance while Tommy tries to lie about what happened. Evan says that he has blocked it out and does not remember. And his mom's like, nah, dog, you're not going to be able to pull that again. Um, He writes his journal about what happened but can't remember. He finds that his pen is out of ink, so he goes looking and finds pictures and film in his dad's box of memories. Um, Turns out that his grandfather went crazy as well. So... I guess this is a male um, issue in the family line. Sounds about right. Later, Evan is doing regression therapy with the doctor trying to remember what happened in the woods, but uh, with Lenny. When he tries to remember what happened, he can kind of remember, um, but cannot remember all the way, and his nose starts to bleed, and he freaks out. Um, He gets flashes, but nothing clear. Kaylee, Tommy, and Evan go to the movies to see Seven, and when Evan brings up what happened with the mailbox, Tommy threatens him to never bring it up again. Um, while watching Seven, Tommy is completely obnoxious to everyone around him. <laughs> yeah, I said kids violent like his dad. Yeah, he's, yeah, genetics. Yeah, again. genetics. Um, a lot of people freaked out about this, that they were going to see Seven, because people were like, oh, there's clearly no way that the kids could have gone and seen Seven, stuff like that. But if you listen when they're going in there, Tommy tells his sister, Kaylee, to look get the look off her face, because they're going to get busted. 
So clearly they're sneaking in to go see seven. They didn't go get tickets and go see it like in general because everybody was, like I said, I was reading about it and people were like, well, there's no way that they would have been able to go see seven. They snuck in like kids do. I worked at a movie theater for a while and guess what kids did? They snuck into movies that they wanted to go see. That I've were never done that. Are. Huh? I've never done that. No, this is back in the day. Oh. Yeah. You're a good kid. <laughs> so. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so. <laughs> dang you. <laughs> Kaylee leaves out of the theater and Evan chases after her. We also see that Kaylee's father is abusing her still because she's got bruises all over her arm. Um, Evan and Kaylee kiss and Tommy catches them and is pissed. Which, again, weird. A kid trips him. So Tommy completely takes the kid out. But looks at Evan the entire time. And you see how big that kid was compared to Tommy? Oh, God, huge. I was like... He duking him out and, like, completely winning. He was double his size. And Tommy just takes that pole and just busts him out. And then and then all they do is, okay, kid, you got to go. Now, you're getting arrested. Which I, I guess he does. Um, That night on the news, Evan's mom sees about the tragedy that happened with the mailbox. She drops off Kaylee and Tommy at home and then says that they're moving. Evan is talking to Kaylee about Tommy as they are going to see Lenny. Lenny seems to be okay as they sneak him out to hang out and, and talk. Should have just left him alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. They seem to be in a junkyard. And oh, you know what? On his ahead. end, though, on Lenny's end, after everything that had just happened, like he literally just got home, I would have been like, no, man, I'm staying home. Yeah, I'm not having it. I'm not good. I'm, I'm not. not I'm not in a good, good place. <laughs> I just got done, and he's all like, I, "I I never slept because they were screaming so loud." Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to go take. I'm going to take myself to bed. Yeah, that's the first thing I'm doing. Plus, I don't want to hang with you kids. I don't anymore. want to hang with you. You literally blew blew something up that we right. don't know about yet. Right, and everybody was involved with that. Don't yeah. just put it off on Tommy. Everybody was involved. You all knew what you were doing. So no, 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 no. No, no. Go away, cat. So, oh, you feelings. Tommy goes to swing a log. Oh, sorry. Whoa. I forgot. Whoa. They seem to be in a junkyard and find Tommy tying Evan's dog in a bag yeah. and about to set it on fire. In all caps, I put Tommy's crazy. Yeah, Tommy's off the, off the, off the deep the end. Dang chain. Tommy goes to swing a log at Evan but misses and hits Kaylee instead, knocking her out. He then attacks Evan, telling him to kiss Kaylee to wake her sarcastically. Because he's like, why don't you kiss her and wake her up? Um, Evan goes to attack Tommy, but then has a blackout and wakes up all beaten up and bruised, asking Kaylee what happened. Yeah, I said, this is what I put in my nose. I said, rip the dog, question mark? And then, yeah. and then, <laughs> then rip the dog. We then see the dog <laughs> has been burned and that Lenny is standing there catatonic again, looking at the burnt dog. <laughs> So, okay. not good for Lenny. Rip the dog, question mark? And oh, rip the dog. <laughs> Moment of silence for pot, pot. What was his name? Pancho? Cricket? Chirpit? Crockett? Crockett. Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, moment of silence? Yeah. All right. We then see a U-Haul <laughs> in front of Evan's house, and he writes, I'll come back to you on his journal to show to Kaylee as she runs up while there they drive no away. There's no reason why he couldn't have been like, Mom, wait a second. Gotten out of the dang thing and been like, goodbye. Yeah. Well, his mom, look, his mom didn't want anything to do with them kids anymore. That's fair. And I mean, you could have let your kids say goodbye. 
there's clear, I mean, your kid comes home all beaten up and bru- and Lenny's catatonic again, and you see that there's something going on. And the dog's gone. The dog's gone. I, <laughs> just, yeah. Well, I mean, we're moving, so. Yeah. We then come to seven years later and see a college student finishing a test and handing it in first. Um, I assume this is Evan, and his life is going pretty well. He has a pretty wild roommate who is rather large and weird. <laughs> Named, it's me. Oh, um, named Booger. They go out to celebrate that Evan has not blocked out in seven years, and unfortunately, his buddy is being made fun of by a group of guys. Um, his buddy retaliates and goes to extremes to make his point, and the dudes back off. Like, I would have too. I wouldn't have messed with that guy in the first place. That guy was huge. Oh, yeah. So no. And clearly angry. Punk. <laughs> yeah. Um, Evan brings a girl back to his room and she starts to look at his journals that the he kept. Worm memory. That's really cool. Huh? You didn't talk about it with the worm memory. He was studying worm memory. Oh, that's right. Worm memory. Yeah. Well, I kind of skipped. Because they didn't really go into it a whole bunch. They I were think just it's saying. Interesting, they, though. I think so, too. I don't understand what exactly they were studying with worms. Well, he worms. said. Well, he talked about it. Did he? What did he say? He listened. I didn't. Clearly. Go ahead. Clearly, you didn't listen. I'm sorry. Are you even worthy of knowing about worm memory? I might as well just shut everything down here. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he talks about he talks to the girl, and he's like, "Well, if I can understand if the or if the worms can have memory, and I can understand the worms' memory, then maybe I can go into understanding my own memory." And he was trying to f- whatever, and that's why they could talk about. He talks to the roommate about going out in the first place, right? Because he's seven years seizure free or blackout free, I right? Mean. So the worm memory is actually pretty important to this. It is, line. yeah. He's like, that's right because you're like, oh, he's got a worm, and then she's like, he's got no, I've got worms, and then he's about the whole worm memory. And that whole conversation is going on while those while the frat guys are messing yeah. with Booger. So I, you know, I think it Booger, Thumper. I thought it was Booger. No, it's Thumper. Are you serious? Yeah, it's straight up, it's Thumper. Thumper, there he is. Oh my gosh! I said Booger. Thumper. Well, that's different. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> How dare I? You know, when I think about, are there any times where you, like, pause and you think about, like, what would happen? Well, like, like not thinking back in the memory, but thinking of future memories. Butterfly Whoa. effect stuff. Anytime future I'm driving. Memory. Anytime I drive. And you know why? Why? Because I think, if I had been five seconds earlier getting into my car, starting the car, and then leaving... Oh. Would I've been hit by that car? I do do that, and I think about, I think about all the time. Hey, it's a good thing that I that I hesitated because that guy ran the red light. What if I had gone ahead and just started to go? Or yes, yes. At the the first day of school this year, yep. Kara took me home, and a car when we were coming out of the school park, like yeah. the school, like uh, that turning onto that one road. Mm-hmm. A car did not start to stop at the stop sign, and he was in the middle of the road because we started going, and then he, well, we paused, and I was like, "That car's not stopping." Yeah. And I was like, "That car's not stopping," and, and she sped up really fast. Yeah. But that guy was gonna hit us. Yeah. That I mean, that would have been it because that yeah. was on my side. I would have just been gone first day of school. Yep. I mean, how awful. Yeah, and I think about that. Yeah, that would have been the first day of school. Holy cow. And somebody else driving you, and we would have been like, oh. Right, so not only, if she lives, not only does she get that on her conscience. Yeah. That me, who I would consider us really good best friends. Right. She just killed her best friend in her mind because she took me home. And then that guy killed me. Or maybe I'm disabled really horribly. 
Yep. So that's my whole life gone. You know what? On that uh, a show we were just watching, the the daughter asked the dad if she wanted to, if he wanted to go fishing with her the next morning, and he said no, he couldn't go, and she got killed. And he's like, if I had been there, she wouldn't have been killed. Yeah, I think about that. I think about stuff like that all and the that time. And that is that is a that is a genuine. You know what? Where it's not his it's not his fault that somebody else decided to kill his daughter. But that being said, if he had been there. Would she still have been killed? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, you, you said about driving, and immediately I thought about where this one car I had, uh, this car had was speeding, and I was like, "No, nah, bro, you go ahead and you speed. I'm gonna slow down." And sure as anything, a cop was up ahead and pulled out and got him. And I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah." So it's yeah, stressful. little things like that. Yeah, it, it like, is. A lot of people think driving's like a like a reliever, and they like, oh, I enjoy driving. It's peaceful. I can put my music on. But it's, I mean, driving is terrifying. Yeah, all the time. There are literally, literally you can't control our people. So no. you're sitting there, and at any point, people can just hit you. Yep. And then that's like hundreds of dollars of insurance on your car, or you get a scratch or something, or your whole yep. end's good, or you just have to buy a new car in total. And it's like, man. And you think about, I mean, people are driving giant pieces of machinery that can kill people, and that do kill people and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I don't want a Fiat anymore. I really, really <laughs> wanted a Fiat. And then I'm thinking, like, like it became closer to the age of where I was going to need to be picking out, like, a car or something, or saving up for cars if I wanted to buy a car, because we talked about me buying a car for a really long time. Yeah. And... Yeah, we did. And, um... I was going to be like, a Fiat was right there. And and then, and then we were in the driver ed class, and they played a video of this small little bug car getting demolished mm -hmm. by a truck. Yep. And then demolished by a normal car. Yeah. And I said, oh, <laughs> that's not going to save right. me. That's why we what, like you in the Xterra like we do. I love the Xterra. I love being up and powerful like that. Yeah. But damn, that I mean, like I watched this car get bodied by several other cars, <laughs> and they just kept getting smaller, and the car just <laughs> never saved itself. And I'm like, that's not gonna. Help. I'll just keep my dream to my GTA Five <laughs> yeah. garage where it sits <laughs> nicely and I can't get hurt. And <laughs> Drive off a bridge in GTA Five while I keep on loving you, playing on the radio, and you're good to go. You. You get smashed up in that. Oh, that's a reference. I'm sorry. For me. Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell are you talking about? In, in Grand Theft Auto 3, I think that was the 80s one. I think that was the yeah, 80s one. I don't know. I've never played our 95 copies of GTA 5. I'm going to... Oh, it was G, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I'm going to keep on loving, loving you. you. That song? I love that song. So I was just like flying down the road. <laughs> Nothing gonna do, and I just ramped it, and I'm just flying through the air. My car's just turning over, and I'm playing that song, and I'm like, "Yeah!" <laughs> but I live because it's just a game where life is not a game. Yeah, it's Ario Speedwagon, bro. Because it's the only thing I'm gonna do. Because it's the only thing I want right, to do. But it's a cover, I think. Well, people or, cover. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I meant. This the is, This is what I knew it from. This band. Oh yeah, and that's what I thought. I, I was like, it. "Well, that's not gonna." I was like, mm, Wait, "That's hey, not man. the same." Because this is this is nineteen eighty, and I was like, "That's way long ago." Yeah, and this is gonna come out. I mean, this. Is, I always hate when I find out that bands 
that I haven't done a lot of background research into or I don't know as well cover yeah. other songs because I'm like, yeah, this is this song. And, and they're like, know. what the hell are you talking about? Like, the, that's a cover. And I'm like, mm, great. There's, there was a lot of rap and there still is a lot of rap that comes out that pulls from like old 80s songs and i'm like yeah yeah that's duran duran and people are like no man that's picky and i'm like no bro that's duran duran and i play him the original song and they're all like that's not the same that's no good and i'm like that's the song oh, there's so many intros it, it bugs me because i'll hear things that are so similar to other songs like the intro is just like just a beat or two off. Right. The and one... I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I can, like, I can sing it as it goes through, but it's the other song. And sometimes I just want to like play them together and hear it, but it, it makes me kind of angry. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I understand. It's kind of like movies. I mean, you can only have so many original ideas. Yeah. And that's why I've really been, I'm a, I don't know if you know what hyper pop is. I don't. But it's a more extreme kind of music my music taste is all over the place so if you hear hyper pop and you think you know what that is and you think that defines me it does not i mean i think alternative rock would be a better way of saying that's where my music yeah. generally stays but i like a lot of different things except for country never ever country thank you hate country thank you if you Generally. listen to country you have terrible taste <laughs> oh, that's just don't try and give me some well garth brooks yeah. no bro <laughs> no no <laughs> um but hyper pop is really satisfying to my brain like oh. it's a lot of like weird sounds and it's higher pitched um but it sounds good to me a lot of people don't like it it's it's really like per taste is that what that one s- oh, you're gonna say what song is it i can no that's lock it that's different that's just soft that's like, chrome that's like thank lo-fi. you Oh, that's oh, is it? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, because I, I don't know what that is. So Lo-fi is like more relaxed. Well, but it's got it's got just weird music all through it, yeah. like, like noises and such. I'll, so I, I'll I play you. Uh, I'll play you. All right, we'll play that afterwards. afterwards. But it's um. Where are you going? With that? Oh my god, I don't remember what we were talking about. You were talking about the music doesn't define you in that song. No. <laughs> oh, because movies. Yeah. So that's why I've switched to like I like hyperpop because it's newer and it's not. Like, you can't really find a lot of the same, like, it's not that, like, the beats are not the same, because it's all very different. Gotcha. Um, so that's why I really like that, but, like, um, (laughs) you listen to certain songs and you just hear, like, the same thing. Like, that one, like- The Weezer song. Yeah, that song, and then the one from the Beatles. Strawberry Strawberry Fields Fields Forever. Forever. The way that they start, I, every time it cuts, it gets me off guard. Um- there's one, two princes, and then another song. <laughs> the way that starts, but it's like, um, and every, I talked to, I was talking to B about it. And every time another one calls, it's like, mine something. You think it's going to be two princes? Oh my not. God. Yes. Every time it starts, I'm like, oh, okay. Hell yeah. And then it starts and I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> You're the only person excited that two princes because, is coming. <laughs> and it's because I did it out of spite. I learned that song out of spite to keep other people out of my room because I knew they didn't like the song. Yeah. And so I would just play it. And then after so much, like enough time passed by, you're like, okay, this kind of goes pretty good. Yeah. No. That song, <laughs> song was so awful. big when it came out. I'm so that man that was. I can't think of this song. Every time it comes on, I'm like, yes. I don't know. Every time I think about that song, I think about two. 
South Park. So (laughs) (laughs) that was really funny. All right. So she asked him to read him something from our read her something from his journals. And when he does, the page goes all wonky. And some way, Evan goes back in time to the time when Tommy was about to burn his dog. The way that the page looked is yeah. the way my mind sees things sometimes. Mm, that's not good, bro. And that is what Bella Thorne described her dyslexia to be like when I was like eight watching it on like the, the Disney whatever. She looked, yeah, and then the pages and then whatever, they switched around the words. And looked just like that damn thing. And I go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I said, oh, You're... no, audibly. And I said, oh, no and then it has just gotten worse and worse at work i like i i had i took a step back and i because like today i looked at the screen i can't tell you how many times i look at something and go okay no onions yeah and i put onions on it shoot <laughs> but there was like it was like a no works or it was like a works and then underneath it was like um let's say like a papadilla yeah. Meatball pepperoni. Or no, like green pepper. It was a po- Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. No green peppers. Oh, God. I make the works first. I put the green peppers on it, yeah. and I go, damn it, no green peppers. So I sit there for five minutes picking all these green peppers off of it. Oh, and then look back up on the screen, and I'm like, regular. it's a damn papadilla that gets no green peppers. Oh. And I did that three times a day. Oh, no. Because my brain keeps switching the images in my head. That's not good, bro. It's so frustrating. That is. Like, what's happening? Yeah, so he transports back to when Tommy was about to burn his dog. Lenny is trying to open the bag with the dog, and Evan tries to stop Tommy, but he's unable to see, uh, to be able to, and he sees Tommy start to burn the bag. Oh, God. He then flashes back to present time and talks to the girl about having passed out. She's like, oh, do you always pass out on your dates? And it's like, I just went through something. I went through something awful, yeah. The next day, Evan goes to see Lenny, who is all kinds of messed up. He basically spends his days building model airplanes. <laughs> Evan tries to talk to Lenny about the day in the junkyard, and Lenny kind of freaks out, repeating what Tommy said to him about slitting his mother's throat. Then Lenny attacks Evan, saying what Tommy said to him. So now we know that Lenny is this way, and the way why the reason he, the reason that he is the way that he is is because of Tommy. Um, we also know that. Evan did, in fact, like, at least have the memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Evan, but Tommy burned the dog. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. They showed the the bag all just burnt up. and. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you want more? No, I was good. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they they showed it. It was horrible that they showed it. Yeah. Burnt up. That would stink. Um... So that night, Evan is looking in the journals again and reads the entry about the mailbox incident. He comes to it and sees sees it and goes, oh, and what's going on? And he actually sees what happened this time. So now he actually knows. Um, he had a cigarette in his mouth, and he actually drops it out of his mouth, and it burns on his stomach and scars him. Yeah. And th- so this was really interesting to me because he goes back in time to fix this situation. Yeah. Right? So... Maybe I shouldn't bring this up yet, but when he goes back in time further, yeah, why doesn't he make it so that he never like they never blew up, they never got the dynamite? He does. 
that's how he kills Kaylee. That's right, the no, very but I'm last saying, point I'm because saying, he goes back and he grabs it. I'm talking about in the first place. Like when he goes back and tells the dad off. Oh. Why then that timeline doesn't he go through and destroy the bomb? He does. That no, he tries that's different, to. That's different. No, no. Okay. Because that's way later. Right, but that's what he's trying to do. That's why he goes back there and he instead when he's about to make the film because he knows exactly where the dynamite's at. So he goes and he grabs it. Was it was a different timeline at that point. No, I don't know. That's uh, he's just trying to fix it because she says, "Why don't you go back?" She tells him, "Why don't you go back and save?" Why don't you go back and save Miss whatever her name is, Thomason yeah, or Robinson or whatever? So, she, so he's he like, does. "All right, fine, I'm gonna." But do then that. the thing with the dog still happens, and that's why Lenny's all messed up still, and that's why he he has to go back and do it again. Mm-mm. No, because at that point, Lenny's his roommate. You're 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 not. Well, at the that time no, on. that one because his arms got all blown and whatever. Oh, but then the, <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. Let's go ahead. All right. Um. Yeah. So he also sees that the dynamite actually blew up the mom and the baby. <laughs> so bad juju. Um, oh, that was so bad. I mean, you now he knows. It, I was trying to think of like anything it could have been, uh-uh. and then then that that was oh, bad. Man, that was bad. Because the baby's like literally touching the yeah. the mailbox, and you're like, oh no, man, that baby had to have just been done. Because if if it did to what him what it did, you know, the baby was done. Um, he sees that he is now has the scar on his stomach and is all tripped out. He calls Lenny's house to talk to his mom again. And Lenny's mom is like, yeah, don't call here or come here anymore. (laughs) You really bothered Lenny. (laughs) So Evan goes to dinner with his mom and asks her about his dad and recalling his memories. She tells him that his dad did in fact say that he found a way to recall his memories right before he was institutionalized. Evan presses his mom about what he said but she won't answer him. Instead, they go to a palm reader who says that he has no lifeline and has no soul. Um, in fact, that he was never meant to be. Which I thought was weird that her having this situation and issues with him as she does, that she would take him to a place like that. But whatever. What? I do not remember that happening. Oh, well, it happened. Oh. It both? I guess. You, I'm not positive. I don't think that happened in my cut. He goes, they go to dinner, and then he goes, yeah. They go to dinner, and then he goes back to his room. Oh, and he talks no. To well, that happens. That happens. Sorry. Lots. Director's cut. My bad, people. If You got to watch the director's cut, because, yeah, so. Um, yeah. Evan takes his money back out of the tip jar and dips out. He goes out to his mom, who is smoking and upset about what the fortune teller said. Evan's mom says that before he was born, she was pregnant twice and that both were still births. She says that when she was pregnant with Evan, she expected the worst, but that he came out fine and she considers him her miracle baby. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that only happens in, in the director cut because it sets up for later. Okay. On that one. Yeah. That night. happens in ours. Wow. Okay. That night, Evan starts to review through the journals and his roommate stops him, warning him that he could end up a lot worse off, which foreshadowing. Yeah. He's like, bro, you can end up a lot worse off. What are you doing, stupid? You, you've obviously repressed these memories for a reason. Don't go messing with stuff. Um, and, of course, that's Thumper, not Booger. Evan then drives out to a diner and finds Kaylee, who is not doing well. <laughs> She's, I guess, trying to live her best life, but it's not really that great of a life. After she gets, Yeah. After she gets off work, Evan talks to Kaylee about life and walks her home. He asks about Tommy... 
And although he was in and out of juvie, he is working as a mechanic. So he's got a life. He asks if she's still living with her dad, and she says no, that she emancipated herself, and that her mom had a new family, and that there was no room for them. He then goes into how his memories are coming back, and Evan asks about what happened in the basement, and she gets crazy upset. Like, she is really going crazy on him, and says there's nothing, you know, that he has nothing better to do but stir up her crap, and that everything still is crap, that her life sucks. Um, she gives him a ration about leaving her there to rot and then runs off crying, which, you know, I kind of get that a bit because if she's able to come see him, if they're close enough to where he can, she can come see him in the next, in the one when he changes the future or the past and yeah. everything like that, then he sure as heck could have gone and seen her. Okay, but in that, no, in that sense that... He goes, so they go back again. So that in the next one, he, where she goes and she visits him, and the sorority one, right? Is after he goes and talks to the dad, right? I don't know. We'll get to it. So that's no, that's what happens. All right. So they change. He changed it so that that never happened. So that they were better off because she wasn't being abused or anything. Right, but Tommy was. But yeah, and then the whole thing with everything still happens because he still talks about oh the thing with the dynamite and whatever blah blah blah. Later well, Tommy's still crazy. Right, but. You think that he would have been able, in that timeline, that he would have been like, I know what happens if this happens. I need to stop this. Yeah, I got what you're but saying. But they don't. It's stuff that still happens regardless of yeah. whatever he does. But that's why she's all whatever. Yeah. And that's why and that's why she goes and she sneaks out to see him. Yeah. But in this one, she doesn't sneak out to see him because she was scared of her dad still. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets back to his room, he has a message from the professor to schedule a makeup for not handing in his report. He then hears a message from Tommy saying that Kaylee killed herself after Evan visited her and that Tommy's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Mm. Evan goes to the funeral and throws the paper in the grave that he wrote saying that he would come back for her. That was crap, in my opinion, by the way. That was so garbage to yeah. throw the paper in. And don't they, they, I'm pretty sure they cover it after everyone leaves. They cover the little box in the ground. Yeah. So that whole scene... It was just for imagery. Yeah. Movie. So Evan is writing about his scar and how his father may not have been crazy. So he reads from a passage about the day of the basement with George. George is telling them to take their clothes off for the part of the movie. Well, this time, Evan pipes up and stops the movie from being made. Unfortunately, he also tells him to discipline Tommy because he's a sadistic kid. Evan wakes up and flashes through the whole bunch of memories and has Kaylee sleeping in the bed next to him. He's no longer in his room or dorm at all, but in a sorority house. So he um, has changed the past, altering the future. So now Evan is like a big fraternity freak. Now when Evan asks about the day with the so, video camera in the basement, there is no trauma for Kaylee at all. What? What's weird about that, too, is because he's gone back in time, right? So yeah. So he has all his memories still of the other ones. That's what they say. Right. Is that he knows what happens. So why did he turn out to be such a jerk if he knows, like, and he's so mean to the dude? If it, like, and because, like, later on, because, like, he's talking to her and he's like, is it so wrong that I want to treat you nice? Yeah, and she's like, you're different, so you why, walk different and everything, yeah. Why would he have turned out so awful? I don't know. And, every, that's, and that's my only problem with this movie, is that if he goes back in time and he has all his memories of being such a good guy and knowing how to do things correctly like that, mm. why turn out like a jerk? He has memories of a different life 
of his, but he doesn't have the memories until that point. Oh, but it's saying hypothetically he grows up knowing everything. No. Because it's no, because he goes back in time and he's that kid and then he flashes forward. But as that whatever in that time, he should still he has all those memories. And that's why he still has them when he goes through the other ones. When he fl- wakes up, that's why he still has them because he goes through the different timelines, waking up and living everything again. But it's flash forward because he's already that age. But he doesn't have those memories when he's the kid. No, but he does. He only has the memories at that like point in time. He doesn't have, like, the memories of what that life's going to turn out to be. Right. It's everything else, right? So, as a kid, he sh- he keeps keeps those memories and then turns out the other... That's my problem with the, why the dog scenes happens and everything. He but he only know. goes back for that second and then once he... Then he flashes forward. So, he doesn't remember... The kid doesn't retain. It changes everything, but he's not retaining all those memories at the bit. So then he has his brain when he's 23 or however old he is, has all of the life right, that he has. Right, because he had it in the kid form. That's nah, why, I, I, why wouldn't, it wouldn't transfer. Okay, I get what you're he, saying, but no, I don't If he think was a kid, it. and okay, so let's say like the third time around, he yeah. has all the third, or the fourth time, I guess, but he has all the third, he goes back in the third memory. He only has all four because the kid version lives another life. Knowing okay, everything that he knows, saying. so he yeah. if he was flashing like that, and he was he at for a second knew everything, yeah, that he wouldn't have the hemorrhage the hemorrhaging in like the forty years or whatever lives. It would only okay. be that the two of them. Oh, you went deep on it. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. Okay, all right, I th- that's that, fair. So but I, that's, I guess that's it's... why I'm like the only thing I have a problem with this movie are the plot holes because if okay. he knew what he knew. A, he shouldn't have turned out like a, a jerk in that one. Yeah. Okay. And B, he could stop the bomb, the the things happening, the dogs, and then the thing. That's why when he goes back to save Lenny with the yeah. the, the dog as well, and he gives it to Lenny, it's because he's already known. He's already saved her. Yeah. The thing. Now he's trying to change that fact to help Lenny out because he feels bad that yeah. that's happened, and then Lenny does what he does so it's yeah. like he he knows already that's why he goes and he asks he's like you. he knew what was gonna happen he's like yeah i did know what was gonna happen okay fair that's a plot hole then yeah so wow you explained that out to me thank you for explaining how you think so well i just wanted to, i was being defensive <laughs> you went offensive though tell you how i feel anyway Evan calls his mom and no, gets a defense, recording. That's not right. Offense is, is when you attack. Yeah. Well, you, you right, did. but I was being defensive well, because you told defense. me I was wrong. Well, you corrected me again. You're all over it today. I'm tired. Evan calls his mom and gets a recording where she is uh, with some guy named Chuck. <laughs> um, he runs into his buddy. They really thought really hard for the, all the movies in this movie. Yeah. Tommy, Chuck, Evan, yeah. Lenny. Yeah. Um... What's his buddy's name again? Not Booger, but... Um, Thumper. Thumper. And he is completely caught off guard by his response. Because Thumper's like, get away from me, frat boy. Um, he also goes to his class, and his professor has like no idea who he is, other than just another random student. Um, some guy comes in and gives him the answers to the exam, another frat boy. So it's like a whole different life. That night, Evan gets a call, and the person does not talk. Evan talks to Kaylee about being together forever, and she says the plan is hell or high water, so they are in love, I guess. The next day, Evan is rushing pledges, and is kind of into the gig, like you were saying. Like, he was into it for a second there when he's, like, going through the, the whole Greek, alphabet. Greek alphabet yeah. But then he's like, meh, and he dips out on it. Go take a shower, yeah. Yeah. That night, Evan talks to Kaylee, or takes Kaylee to a special dinner run by the pledges. Everything seems great, but then Evan finds that his car has been trashed. 
There's a that's, do- that's the word I used too. Yeah. I used trash car probs Tommy. Yeah. There's a dog collar hanging from the rear view mirror, and Kaylee says that it's probably Tommy. Since he's been re- released a few weeks ago. <laughs> See, that's my point again with the he's gone back to save the dad thing. So yeah. the dog thing still happened because he put the dog collar on the window. Right. So Yeah, you're right. So why would it have still happened? Why, would you why have he not happen? stopped it? Yeah. yeah. Kaylee says that due to how the dad beat Tommy, that he turned out the way he did. Evan feels responsible over it due to what he told Dad. Kaylee and Evan are walking, and Tommy shows up with a bat. (laughs) Tommy attacks Evan with the bat, so Evan sprays him with mace. Um, Evan goes to attack him with Kaylee while Kaylee calls the cops. She presses one of those emergency blue light things. Unfortunately, Evan goes too far and beats Tommy to death. Yeah. So, I guess it's murder because Evan ends up in prison. He's completely out of place, like really bad. Um, he asks this dude for protection, but the guy tells him that when they come to him for him to go someplace else in his head. While trying to eat, everyone steals his food and treats him like garbage. <laughs> um, so, sucks. Evan's mom comes and tells him that she is working with his lawyer to get him off on self-defense. She says that she was able to get him two journals that he asked for. He also says to tell Kaylee that he is sorry. While walking back to his cell, he gets attacked by the Brotherhood, who take his journals. Evan manages to get a couple pages, but nothing worthwhile. That night, Evan hears the guy reading from his journal, and he is not happy at all. He's like mopping up, and the guy is just like, My dad, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that never happened in this. Oh, it didn't? No, it didn't happen in mine. Oh, wow. Um, He hangs with the dude Carlos who is his cellmate about what, and he tells him what he can do. Carlos, ba- Carlos was a real one. Yeah, I liked Carlos. Basically, he goes back, and as a kid, he slams his hands down on these paper holders to cause scars to appear on his hands like the stigmata. Do you, do they still have those in school? Those things that you, like, poke papers on and stuff like that? Mm, I don't think they do anymore because they're pretty kid. weapony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carlos is quite freaked out. <laughs> but it's it's weird again to me. So it's like afterwards, he's like drawing the picture himself. Yeah. So this is what really gets weird for me is how the timelines start linking up. Yeah. They start sinking. Okay. Um, because then you realize that what he's drawing is what he's about to do. About to jail. do. Yeah. So it's weird that he draws it then. He's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he decides to draw that scene, but he draws it himself. I mean, that's Evan drawing right right there. And then he gets up and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to somehow make a a move. And then he does that. And then he wakes up back in prison. Right. So it's like he decided to keep everything the same in that the rest of that timeline is what I'm talking about. It's like knowing what it is. Yeah. And that's the only reason I think that you could be right on that, but it does not make sense for my right. the rest of my argument. It doesn't add up. Right. So it's like they just like kind of forgot that that's how it worked. But I got you. But he then wakes back up in the prison, and the dude's like, "Oh crap, you're right." Stigmata. So <laughs> why is it that he couldn't have done that multiple times, like? To prove it to other people as well. I don't know. You know, it's just it's just like weird. Yeah, weird to me. It's little things, but it keeps the movie going. I guess you could yeah. say. I mean, I that's my. I'm only just someone thing. who likes to. You like to break little... things back down. Absolutely. So that's why I'm very criticizing. Yep. But that's my job here on the podcast. Absolutely. Um. So like again, I really like this movie. It's just that's what I'm saying. Like the butterfly effect is so hard to pull off. 
yeah. I guess, in a sense, because there is so much that goes into it. I mean, you really got to be able to pay attention. Like, especially if you are doing the rewindy kind of effect, there are hundreds and thousands of things. It's like a spider web. Yeah. I mean, it really just keeps going off into different yeah. things. And if you forget that that's how that works and that he has his memories there, why doesn't he then? It's just part of it. Just plot holes. Gotcha. So Evan goes to the Brotherhood to make a deal in order to get his journals. While in the cell about to do what he needs to do in order to get them yeah. and join the Brotherhood, he stabs them both out and then Carlos comes in to help him out. Evan is able to get a journal and starts to read. So they are back in the day in the junkyard and find Tommy. Instead of a fight, um, after Tommy knocks out Kaylee, Evan convinces him to let the dog go. But Lenny comes out and stabs Tommy in the back, killing him instead. Yeah, way to go, Lenny. <laughs> and instead of, uh, yeah, instead of just a hit to the head, Kaylee took a hit to the face. Yeah, it like opened her cheek and up, And she was man. opened up. Like, I her think it's whole because entire... he ducked. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so, um, yeah, so her face is all jacked up from Tommy. So Lenny still sits down and starts rocking. So he's messed up still. Evan wakes up in a room, but it's different than before. He is in the roommate of uh, Thumper again, but it's backwards. He says, oh, it's backwards. Did you notice that? Like, yeah. instead of being on one, he's on the other side. And now the past has changed. Tommy's dead. Lenny is in an institution, and Kaylee has run away. <laughs> so Evan seems to think that uh, his test results are a joke, seeing as how his brain is about, like, 40 years of memories jammed into his uh his just normal 20 years or whatever. Cause he's in the, you know, he's in the, mm. the little wheelchair and he's like, just like, can I go outside? Blah, blah, blah. Like he's like, like it's funny. Mm. It's not funny. Um, he steals the doctor's key card and sneaks to see Lenny. Lenny is not well. and is just laid out on a table strapped down. Lenny talks to him about how Evan should be the, um, gave what? him, gave him the shard of metal and how he knew something was going to happen. Lenny says that Evan should be where he is instead of him. Well, to be fair, Evan told him to open the bag with it, not stab him out. Right. Truth. Right, because Lenny's whole thing was that he couldn't get the bag open. And see, that's what I'm saying when he said he knew something was going to happen. He knew it was going to happen at that point in time. Mm -hmm. But he didn't know. Well, whatever. We're not going to keep going down that road. Um, Evan reads from his journal about the day he went to see his dad. When he's confronted about his dad about what he... Whoa. What just happened? Hold on one second for me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm right. Shoot, I thought I messed up about that. Um. So, yeah. So, like I said, Evan is trying to figure out what's going on. So, he, I think he's leaned up against a tree. And he's reading from his journal, and that, that's oh, yeah. when he wants to go to see his dad. When he confronts his dad about what he's doing, his dad, Jason, attacks him. And after saying he can't make things better, Evan goes to look for Kaylee and doesn't find her at the restaurant. So he goes to see George. <laughs> he's like, you remember me? <laughs> yeah. Um, he asks about finding Kaylee, and he tells him where to look. It turns out things are not going well for Kaylee at all. Basically, basically she looks like a cracked-out prostitute. And I think that's exactly what she is because mm. she covers up the drugs yeah. with a newspaper and she's like, oh, 10 minutes. And so like, it's really bad for her. And her face is still all janked up. Not she that also looked like she was pregnant. Head. She didn't look good. Mm. Um, 
They talk and Evan is quite upset about how things have turned out for Kaylee. They go to a restaurant and Evan tells Kaylee what he can do. She is pretty raunchy as life has torn her down. Um, Evan tries to tell her how good they had it, but she doesn't buy it and she leaves. Evan decides to go back to the day they blew up the mailbox because that's what she says. She says, why don't you go back there and save Mrs. Tomlinson or whatever her name is. So right, Evan, which is way before the dog thing even happened. So right. if it goes through and she, he saved her from her dad, which they say because he goes to the dad and he's all like, bah, 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 bah. Right. Whatever. Then that means that the line, the plot, like the the timeline is that he went back and saved her right. and then went back again to uh, with the the cigarette on the thing which proved that he can go back twice but right. he does and then with the thing with the dog so that goes into more of my argument is that he knew what was happening because he still but now in this timeline that. the dog thing never happens in this one because because he died evan immediately goes because to Tommy's stop the dead, lady right no well tommy was just dead right so that's when he changed with Lenny, or he went back and well, whatever. So Lenny in the bed is still in the bed, right? So that means that he went to go see the dad, yeah, because he wants to make sure that you, he wants he to see Kaylee it. is, yeah. and then he goes and but when he talks to the dad, he's like, "You remember me in the conversation we had?" And the dad's like, "Oh yeah." So that means that he that still happened. So right. that means that he still knew what happened, regardless or whatever, and then. And the dog thing. And then happened. the dog thing, okay. but it doesn't happen because Tommy's dead. So that's why she's all like, changed the thing with the, with saving the baby and everything. Right. But if he had, but that means he still knew as the kid. Like, that means he still had a, a memory growing up. Gotcha. How come he did not save it? Okay. But if Tommy's dead, also, how does the dynamite thing happen? Oh, the dynamite thing happened before. Oh, before the dog the scene. Dog right, scene. right, right, right. That's correct. So, Evan immediately, he goes back in time to that spot again with the mailbox. And Evan immediately goes to stop the lady from going near the mailbox. And Tommy actually goes, I'll save you, lady. And, like, goes and tackles her and the baby, saying he's going to save them. And he um, the baby into the ground. Yeah, he did. That baby got hit ugly, but I guess whatever. The mailbox explodes with Evan right next to it, blowing him backwards. And then waking up in his dorm room with Lenny as his roommate. So he's like, cool. He also finds to his dismay that his arms have been blown off. <laughs> his hands are gone, yeah. And that Kaylee is now with Lenny. So not the way that he wants it. So things are good for everybody else because uh, they go to take him to the hospital due to his nosebleeds. But Evan stops them. He's like, no. Throws he like, throws himself out of the floor, yeah. <laughs> so... They then run into Tommy, who is like a religious freak, and but he's good. He's he's happy. So everybody else is happy at this point that he's run into, but him. Um, even uh, Evan has a heart-to-heart -heart with Kaylee about their relationship, and she says that it was Evan that caused her to choose to live with her dad, which is important information. Evan prov uh, professes his love to Kaylee, but she is like, I'm with Lenny. Um, it's actually a pretty depressing scene because he's sitting there with no hands and telling her that he loves her and she's like, yeah, well, sorry, that's right. a different life. Yeah. Um, Evan it's looks also really selfish because they're all friends right. and for him to be at that time and not earlier in points to You're be right. like, I like you now, I love you and I always have. Yep. That's really un like selfish for him to say that to her. Yeah, to drop on her like that. Right. Yeah. Evan looks to consider suicide. <laughs> Um, I guess it was a. It, it wasn't like he was even trying. Yeah, 
But uh, friggin' Tommy comes in and saves him. Um, it seems he really cares about him, which is freaky. So now we see that Evan's mom is in a bad spot with lung cancer. Oh, God. As she started smoking like 14 packs a day or something like that it, is what it, it said was on the um, chart. He, it was because she was exposed to him. Right. And the bomb things. Right. But it wasn't. She, she didn't start smoking. Oh, no, she did. She started smoking. That's what you said. You oh, started smoking because, because oh, okay. worrying about him. Oh. Blowing him and the whole blowing himself up thing. So basically, she went to a point to where she because you saw when she got well, you didn't see that, but when she got stressed after the palm reading thing, she went. She went and borrowed somebody's. She got she bummed a cigarette off somebody. So when she gets stressed, she smoked. Well, guess what? She got really stressed with him when the whole blowing up thing, and she started smoking so much that she ended up developing lung cancer. (laughs) So damn. Um. So he's yeah. So he seemed like he was going to be okay leaving it at that point. Until he saw his mom. And then he's like, no, this isn't good. So Evan starts to talk about changing the past. And his mom gets freaked out saying that he is acting like his father. Evan has Lenny get his journals out so that he can go back. And when he is going to go play with Kaylee and Tommy, he grabs a knife, but then wakes back up in his dorm room. Because <laughs> that's not, that, but that explains that earlier scene. So then he is back in the basement with George, and he grabs the blockbuster. He lights it in order to destroy it, but unfortunately, he gets knocked around by George, and it rolls over to Kaylee, who picks it up and blows up. Oh, my God. So. Ooh, sparkler. (laughs) Yeah. Evan undoes everything that he has done and ends up institutionalized um, throughout his childhood, Um, basically because he killed Kaylee. Um, he goes looking for his journals, but since he was institutionalized for killing Kaylee, he never had any books. The doctor says that it's all fantasy world that he has created, which I actually liked because at that point in time, you're kind of like, oh, wow, is that what this is? Is this all just where he's having these multiple fantasies in his head? Yeah. Um, and he's not changing anything. There are no journals. He's just crazy. Is he just, you know, like that? And I liked that because when I saw that for the first time, I was like, wait a minute. Is that what this is going to be? Is this all just in his head and he's just crazy? So Evan's brain is jacked up due to all the memories that he has gone through. Evan's mom brought him home movies that he had, uh, they used to make for him to watch because he requested that she did so. You're right because of the doctor saying that his dad just always asked about a photograph or, or whatever. Yep. But it also raises the question... If he just wrote something down, could he not then go to that? Been like, I remember being in this room at this point in time, and then do 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 shift into it. I guess so. Or does it have to be like the graphite of the pencil needs to be a certain age so that he goes no, back in time I, and do it? You know? I think he could. I, you're then, right. If he has a memory, can he just remember it and go back? That's a good point. Yeah. Say it out loud and be like, bah, 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 bah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So, yeah, so he's asking about the whole movies, but um, the doctor says he wants to transfer him to Bellevue the next day. So now we're back at the part that we were at at the beginning of the movie. Which Ev- is really cool to me. I like when things come full circle like yeah. that. Yeah. Evan starts to watch a whole movie, and it is of him when he's being born. It's This is where it's going to flip you out. So what's interesting, before we go into that, yep. with the whole starting back at the top, it's a it's kind of like... Anytime you mess with the timeline, like, do you remember the one episode of Adventure Time where they're going to say Prismo to bring him back? 
And oh damn. I don't. Well, basically, to explain this, and one of the things, Prisma pulls Finn out of the line, and he says, you're about to walk here again in 20 seconds, or something like that, and when you do, don't say anything, I'm not going to pull you out this time, and then they go, and then, it's like, it's so that that Jake, the fake, like, that's not them, would replace Prismo, old man Prismo on the bed, so that Prismo could come back, and he becomes new old man Prismo. But what's interesting about that is that's a whole other timeline. Like, that's us, like, a couple seconds ago, like, rewinding something. Right. That's another timeline, and it has to repeat itself, like, come full circle like that. Um, Like, in the episode, the, the Rick and Morty snake episode, where they, <laughs> yeah. you don't remember they get, they get punched? Yep. And then they have to punch the other guys later? Yes. Same thing. It's coming, it's having to do something so that it works everything back out. What's really funky with that, and everything is, you're, like, in, in, have you ever seen Back to the Future? Have you seen that movie? Alright, so no. with time, basically you have to think of it as your, your, con your consciousness. Once you change a timeline, then you're on a different timeline. But that other timeline still exists. Right. So there's just another timeline. Now you're just on this timeline's consciousness where you were on this timeline's consciousness. So there's a million. And that's like, that's like, I think that's, that's like gonna the theory go of relativity. In, I mean, that's going to be my argument as well. The new consciousness, you're still, you go into somebody else's life pretty much. Right. That's that what he does when he's a kid. He remembers everything still. Gotcha. That's going to go into my argument. So that's yeah. why. Yeah, you're 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 spot on, man. So it's it's just really interesting. I love this topic. It's so it's cool so to deep. talk about because you can really you. I mean, it really is. You can keep going in. I mean, alternate timelines. Yeah. And then alternate universes, alternate alternate personalities, things you could go and have done. That's why whenever I talk, sometimes I, I call them guilty pleasure jobs. Yeah. Jobs that I think that I would really like to have and do, but I will not do in this timeline. That I will probably do in other timelines. Like, when I was a kid, for a really long time, I wanted to be a baker when I grew up. Yeah. I wanted to own my own little cupcake shop or, like, my little pastry shop. And I was going to do it with, like, a couple friends. I was going to find someone who was really good at, like, taxes and stuff because I didn't know how any of that worked. And I would just bake. And they would handle all the business sides while I would be the baker and that was how it was going to work and that sounds like such a good life yeah that sounds like a really happy satisfied life and you can think well you could still do that no <laughs> you no you can't because in this in the world we live in there is being successful and then there's being like there's successful and satisfied versus stuck and satisfied yeah because if I wanted to become a baker, I would start having to slave away to get money to own to buy a shop, and then there's no guarantee anyone's gonna come to my shop because right. of main mainstream places like Starbucks, yep, or Dunkin' Donuts, or right. any of those things where you're like, well, that's why people always like support local businesses. Yeah, like if I was a, if I was back in like 19 whatever, and I wanted to open up a shop there, I would have a way better chance yeah. of being successful. But I. I don't. No, I got you with like overhead and cost, and where you'd have to charge six dollars for your muffin, where you're you can get a two dollar muffin. Two bucks from, to do it at Starbucks and, and do it. Like, so you're like, well, good. I'd really like to go here, and then people feel guilty about not coming to you because they don't have the money. So then they don't come, and then when you don't see them for another week and a half, two weeks, and then when they come in, they're like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. I get what you're saying, man. It's that's stressful. So, and then, or another one would be being a bartender. 
Yeah, it's fun. I really want to do that. I think that'd be really cool. I think you'd be a good But I don't do. have the memory for it. Ah. Uh, see that up there? I just, see that container? Right, I don't, but I want to be one of the people who can just no. look and be like, do, 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 do. I was going to tell you a story. Oh. I went to bartending school. Did you really? I really did. Oh, I took a course in it. after when I, was, when I was getting out of the, mm. when I was still in the Navy. Yeah. I thought that's what I might want to do um, as a part-time job or something like that. So I actually went, and these this couple had a bartending class school thing that they did, and they taught you how to man. You had to memorize the drinks, and as you memorized them, you mm. wrote them all down. And all of the drinks that I could make are all up in there in that container. It, yeah, I, I just I couldn't remember. There's so many. It, it, the thing is, is that yeah, it, there's like five basic ones that you have to learn, and then beyond that, nobody cares. Um, but it's it's really the good part about being a good bartender is what you already do, which is communication skills and 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 yeah. people thinking that you're interested in them when they talk to them not having to be interested in them thinking that you're well, interested in yeah. what you could do yeah which i've done multiple times which you do on a daily basis yeah. <laughs> um but and then um there's being a teacher which god that'd be so cool yeah and then being an author I think you could do. I, I'm going to tell you what, kid. I think you can do anything that you put your mind to, and I know that that's the the easy thing for people to say time. to you. But you know? yeah, I mean, before we started, we were looking at the little cast. The person being a wallflower, that movie makes me cry every time I watch it. Yeah, because it's about this group of seniors that meet a freshman kid, and they're about to graduate, and they they become like really good friends, and they all leave because they're graduating. And at first, I watched it, like, last year for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, man, I really feel for this Charlie kid who's the freshman. Yeah. And now we watched it again. Because I, I made everyone in my friend group watch it. Because Sydney had already seen it, but nobody else had. Oh. But we're the, we're the, we are the seniors. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here, and it gives me really bad anxiety whenever I watch the movie. Because it, it's, like, the fear of growing being an adult. Because sure. things get so much harder. Like immediately. Yeah, immediately. The only thing I can do when I turn eighteen is buy a lottery ticket, <laughs> and then that's. I mean, that be, be stay out a little you, bit later. If you break the law, right. And, <laughs> right? If I go out and I accidentally hit someone and I kill them and their baby, I'm going to be tried as an adult. Right. That's going to be. I'm in prison. Yep. Just like that. I mean, it's off, and and so when I watch this movie. I, you focus on him for the first time, but then you look at the kids that are going off to college and going off and doing everything. It's just stressful yeah, because man, I'm, I'm about to lose like half the people I've met in my whole life. You know? Yeah, that sucks. And that's why they were talking about like in English like a couple of weeks back. We were watching the governor decide if he was gonna like what what he was gonna do with the schools and everything. Yeah. And then one of the things that they were talking about was make extending the year out. Yes. And a lot of the kids were like, oh, no, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, okay. You know, right? <laughs> I, that's just a little bit more time with my friends. Yeah. That means they don't have to go to college yet. The, the semesters will be pushed back as well. We will have a longer, we'll have more time in the summer. The summer will extend out into winter, probably, and cause they'll, or we'll have a shorter summer. Who cares? But basically, it means more time before everyone leaves. In this point now, instead of having to transition right, to the next I see, section. I see... Not even the whole, because I, I only see half of the alphabet. Yeah. Twice a week, if that. It's crazy. And I don't even see most of them because we only have our own one classes and we don't get to go to lunch. It's just, it sucks. 
And that's why we're all really excited about prom. But the thing with prom is, as well, like, a lot of parents aren't going to want their kids going. Yeah. Because there will be so many of us there. Just hopefully then, by that time, this stuff is a little bit better, man. Right. But if you think about it, they were going to do prom, like, the week after my birthday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now it's, that's a month away. Right. <laughs> Less. Right. Less than, a month. Less than a month away. It's just crazy to me. That is it, that is madness. And it sucks. I mean, it, it sucks. Sorry. It just feels like there's not enough time to do everything that I want to. That's why I talk about, you know, guilty pleasure jobs. Because while it would be nice to be an author and why, while, you know, you sit down and you have all these teachers that, like, you could write a book, you could do this. And you when you write, you can write. And, like, people are genuinely interested in what you have to say because it's just like talking, but it's all down. Right. It'd be like nothing at all to produce a book. For you. And, right. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. But it's just the time that goes into that, the absolute having to sit down and make sure there are no plot holes, make sure there's a happy, like a satisfying ending to the readers that they want more. Yeah. It's just too much time. Yeah, because you know, there's going to be a Beth out there just reading your book like, what the dudes in this <laughs> <laughs> There's a plot over here. But that'd be so cool to be someone that people look up to. Like my one of my favorite authors is Marissa Mayer because she wrote a book that absolutely destroyed me. Like she wrote a book, ow, I don't know what that was, but it felt like someone just something just ripped me on my heel. Um But she wrote a book that in the eighth grade when I read it, I really thought I wasn't ever gonna pick up another book. Oh wow. Like it literally the way it ended was so heartbreaking and horrible and i'm sitting here like there's gotta be a way that this works out in the end but it doesn't and i love unhappy happy endings yeah because it she her her books are like fairy tales but like twisted so she was telling like the uh, the queen of hearts her story from Alice in Wonderland, oh, okay. but like the beginning, how it happens, and you start off and it's great, it's really nice, and then the way it ends goes into why she becomes the Queen of Hearts and everything. So you're like, I understand why it has to happen, but I don't like that it happens. <laughs> but I really like that's why like sometimes well I'll, I'll talk on the podcast about reading a book, a really good one, and having to put it down and come down here and like yell about it, be like, you'll never believe what just happened in this stupid <laughs> book, and then having to like try and explain like 58 <laughs> chapters. You show up crying, and I'm like, what happened? You're like, this book. You know? <laughs> yeah, it just like it makes me not want to read anymore but that's what i love about reading yeah being so entrapped and by characters that you have you cannot see they're all into your imaginations you have to feel them you have to relate to them and then having one of them die that is such a raw emotion having someone you've never met die and you feel you start crying right you're like damn this person's not coming back right that's <laughs> it pissed. they're finite yeah and, uh, and we're like leading up to something and you're just like oh, i swear to god if you die i'm gonna throw this book across the wall i was so mad like that and then you know like that one night when i was reading the summer reading thing and um i can never remember for the life of me what the book's called but the kid diamond died and he he died first of all and then they stab you in the heart twice because she goes to this little treehouse and he was carving her a heart out of wood with their letters on it. And you're like, damn it, damn it. The whole time they fought, but he loved her. And we knew it, we knew it. They were just kids. And I was, and you came out to the car and it was all fogged up in the inside yes. and sweaty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I was I crying. 
it was like, and that was like during the summer. It was like yeah, 80 degrees. And I'm like, so why is the windows all fogged up? And you just were sitting there all sad. I'm like, I was puffy eyed. I called like three people separately and ranted about this damn book. And I'm sitting there like, you don't understand because then he dies in the heart. And they're all like, okay. You know, like the meme where it's like Mike Wazowski and he's all frustrated talking to like the the lady and like sully from um yeah and then it's like the top the fawn over it's like me trying to tell my parents about minecraft lore or something yeah, it's me trying to tell everyone about <laughs> yeah about this damn book and nobody's read it or seen it or they've seen the movie who likes movies i hate them and then, <laughs> and then they were is that the telltale heart <laughs> no i know it's not I'm oh trying. my god but it was so or the damn maze runner series uh. I've never gone through a series faster than I re- was reading those books. And then the movie, I was like, Mom, I'm going to watch the movie. I was so pissed at that damn movie because they changed so much. Yeah. And every time that trailer came out, I was like, mute the damn TV right now. Mute it. I don't want to see it. Turn it off. <laughs> Man, you are crazy with books. I lo- so. I just, it's, it's, and it's so hard for me to pick up a book and start reading it as well. Because I don't want to be disappointed. Because some books genuinely aren't interesting. Good, yeah. And and it's hard for me to be like, okay, yeah, I like this. But when I find one that I am really into, God, I won't put it down. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> that was really good information. Well, are we done with the movie? No. <laughs> so... So, Evidence starts to watch a home movie (laughs) that his mom had brought him, and it's of him being born. He's able to go into himself in the womb and wraps the cord around his neck until it kills himself. Doing so prevents all of the bad things from happening to those that he loved. Kaylee and Tommy go to the mom's house. His mom has a baby girl that doesn't have any issues. Lenny is happy. Tommy is valedictorian, and Kaylee marries someone else and is happy. Now, some of you are saying, wait, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, in my version, the not director's cut. And you would be correct. Let me, can I tell it? You absolutely oh. can. Go ahead. Because in the theatrical <laughs> release, God bless you, Ugh. this is what happens. This is what happens. So, Tommy sits down and he writes his little, well, I could save her. And he looks up at the projector and it's a birthday party. Yes. And it's, and it's him being introduced to, to Kaylee for the first time. And he jumps into it. And he whispers in her ear and he goes, he goes, I hate you. And if I ever see you again, I'll kill you and your entire family. Yes, he does. And she runs off and starts crying at the mom. And and then it flashes forward yep. where they do not become friends. And she leaves yep. and goes with the mom. Yep. And then, you know, Tommy comes valedictorian and everything. And Lenny's happy. And then she marries somebody else. And the thing with the mom has the girl. But then... Or the mom doesn't that doesn't show. No, it does not yeah. show that. Um, but then we're in the future. Yep. And he's roommates with Lenny. Yes. And they're really good friends. Yep. And and he's happy, and he finishes up his thing, and then he's coming out of a building for psychology. There's a point before that. Oh, what? Where he uh, he burns all the stuff from his. Oh past, yeah, he, and he, he says, he I, know, I know, who yeah, I know who I am. And he says, Are you yeah. sure you want to do this? Yep. And then he comes out of a building. And then he comes out, um, and is like like a psychological doctor's uniform and he's walking down the street and he passes kaylee yep and she stops and he stops and then she turns back around and then he turns around and watches her go but it was so weird to me that she wouldn't have gone up to him after seeing him stop as well yeah because they both stopped but she saw him stop 
So here's what's funny with that, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. No, so we can say ends. that that's how it ends. So, so pretty much everyone is everyone who, like, as soon as he doesn't like, if as long as she and him don't end together, everyone right. is happy. So there are four different endings in this movie. Three of them are like that. The fourth one is the one the director's cut, the one that I talked about with where he goes back in the womb. There was one where he sees her. She turns and they and they they see each other. She turns around and goes after him. And then there's one where he turns around and goes after her. And then there's the one that they final they finalized on, which is where they see each other, but neither of them go after each other. And the director said that if it didn't go at least that way, that he was going to cut ties with it. The producer people because they they did not want a mushy ending. In fact, they wanted the director's cut, the one where it's in the womb where he kills himself. But yeah. they said no, that's not. That's too dark. So yeah, that was so a yeah, extreme. It is dark, but I I liked I like that kind of ending. I like yeah. when when everybody everything sucks at the end. Every nothing nothing good well, came was, and everything sucked. I don't know. I like that he tried so hard. Like I like the idea that he needed to die because that's what the dad was saying. Yeah, it needs to end with him, and. That way, I mean, if he if he has kids, like if he has a son, it's gonna start it's all gonna over. It's gonna start all over. So it was interesting to me that like that that had happened, like him killing himself and that. But in the mushy side of things, I was glad that he could be happy with and the life he lived with Lenny and everything. Yeah, at and least Lenny was good. Tommy was good. Kaylee was good. everyone else being be, happy. Yeah, and him the, being like, no, I will be fine. I wish he would have gone back for Carlos. Hmm? Right, Carlos deserves Carlos, some love. Yeah. He, he was a good guy. Yeah, he was a yeah. and he put himself on the line. Yeah, yeah. So overall thoughts on the experience? Would you ex- recommend? I would friend? recommend this movie to a friend. Um, the only problem I have with this movie would be the plot hole part. Yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't give it a five. Okay. I gave it a four point five. Four point five. This that's movie good. was really enjoyable. It just gotta take some points off. I give it a four. I give it a solid four. It's not oh, really? a four point five five mm-hmm. for me. No, it's a solid four. Um, and honestly, um, I dropped it down some because of what you were saying. Because if he is, if he does have all those memories in his head, and it's not just in that moment in time, because he does all of this in that moment of time. Yeah. But at the same token, he has to remember that. So if he goes back and he remembers it, why wouldn't he change this, that, the? And I know that for the movies progression he can't but at the same time you you knock you, you made me knock it down to a four yeah i give it a four i give it the point five because it's such a hard topic and i think it they is. pulled it off from mostly the right way and yeah. so i i give i give kudos for that i think this and the the acting for it because so other than him those other those other actors and actresses have to play so many different people. Yeah, yeah. Like she's a she's a sorority person. She's a waitress. She's a crack prostitute. Mm-hmm. She's she's dead. I mean, you know, she's Tommy yeah. is crazy, and then Tommy's a, a you know a, a a religious freak, and then Tommy is. I mean, all of them. Lenny, Lenny had oh, to go God, through poor, some stuff. Lenny was a real actor. In yeah, that, that poor kid. You know. So he, I mean, he really does, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something about him with uh, his accomplishments and such. Um, in trivia, so um, I love favorite character. Favorite character. You know what? I'm going to go with the main character in this one. Yeah, I, I, say, I, I I'm going to say well. Evan. Evan yep. is my favorite character in this because he he definitely does it, and he sells it to me. I believe yeah, he him. Goes, as and a he character. goes through the stages where it's like. 
the hero complex, he goes through that, and then after a certain point, he's just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And he's gonna kill himself, and then Tommy's like, no, nah, blah, 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 and so he's like, okay, I'll try again. Right. And then it gets to the point where he's like, I can't make everyone happy and myself happy, so let everyone else be happy. Right. So it, it was a very... He learned something. He learned, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely interesting, but it's so cool to think that your relationship with one person could affect so much right like if he had never met her like to begin with none of that would have happened right right she right and they have good yeah, yeah. exactly like it, like if he had moved halfway through that whole thing and had never had contact with them ever again right. there it is right um least favorite character mine was mine was kaylee kaylee is your <laughs> least favorite yeah because she's just so like her character's through all of them, were kind of just crap. They're like siding with the brother every time. Yeah, it was. It was like creepy. You know, he's he he literally killed a dog by setting it on fire. Yeah, that happened in most of every single one of the timelines that we saw, or the fact like just he beat the people up at the theater. I mean, he was clearly a lot like the dad. Yeah, and jacked up and needed help, and every time she was like. I guess I should have let you know that he was let out of juvie a yeah. little while ago. No, no, you li- that that is on you, one hundred percent. I got you. So I did not like her that much. Um, for me, the mom. The mom. I thought the mom was killer. I, I have to de- to have to have dealt with all that while being she by could yourself? have been. I think more honest. The character wise, I think that okay. she could have been <laughs> a little bit more. Be in his shoes. If your husband starts suddenly. Being like, I can go back in time. Bah, 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 bah. And now he's in the psych ward and your kid starts having blackouts. I'm that's not fair. I mean, she, how are you gonna be more honest about that? You're like, damn, my kid's crazy. I don't know. I just the whole we're moving thing and I I don't know. I it's just But you I were think. saying you know, she I had know, to move because yeah, of the kids. You don't wanna kid. be around the kid anymore. As a parent, I mean, what other choice do you have? I don't know, you kinda sold me on Kaylee. <laughs> 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 I had it as the mom because I just when when they're when he's older and she's talking to him and stuff like that, I just feel like there's more that she could have if if he's coming to you and he's expressing the same kind of things, then I think that she should have just been like Look, here's X, Y, Z. You need to blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I guess she doesn't people, know that I mean, it's but the people truth. people aren't perfect. I mean, yeah. parents are, they do things wrong all the time. So, they sure do. I mean, we, we sit here and be like, well, she could have done this perfectly later on. But at the time, like, your kid drew that thing in, in yeah, she's doing the best she class. can. She's sitting on the car crying and he's in the and, and then he's in the kitchen with a knife. I really would have just given him away after that. I'm not dealing with that. That's horrible. So, she really puts up with a lot. Yeah. I mean, Fair. and okay. every single one of the timelines, she's trying to be there for him. Yeah. So Kaylee doesn't seem to be too wrapped too too tight. Yeah, I, I get that. She does seem to be kind of yeah. Okay, Kaylee, I'll, I'll switch over. Well, so. That's all from me. Oh, right. favorite or fa- favorite scene, I guess. Favorite scene I, is probably I, when he's going off on George, the first time when he's just, yeah, and, and George's like, yeah. wait, what's going on here? And he's like, no, blah, 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 blah. And he just, like, gives it to him. Yeah. And it's such an adult speech from a kid that I just really liked that. How about you? No, I, I like that one, too. Yeah. Really? Oh, cool. Cool. All right. So, trivia. All of the prison scenes were filmed in a real prison, Washington State, with real prisoners. Oh. Yeah. Weird, huh? I know. Um, during one of Evan's flashback scenes, he can be heard reading part of Ray Bradbury's short story, A Sound of Thunder. 
In the story, a group of people travel millions of years into the past to hunt dinosaurs, and one of them accidentally steps on it and kills a butterfly, which dramatically uh, alters the future, which is the whole butterfly effect thing. You know that story? No. You... (laughs) I thought you were saying. I you again. You get. I get you. Every time. I am so angry with you. So that was I'm a movie. So I heard what this was, no. and they made a movie called A Sound of Thunder, and it is crap. So basically, the guy steps on the butterfly. I like Ray Bradbury. I have read some yeah. of his works. I don't know which one. It's probably a great book, but the movie didn't do it justice. And what happens is basically oh, Fahrenheit four fifty one. I love yeah. that book so much. Time, the timeline is catching up with itself, so time keeps changing. And so, like, where there's buildings, all of a sudden the buildings are covered in, like, plant life and stuff like that. And all these different animals are showing up and all these different bugs and stuff. It's a really cool premise. It's just not filmed well. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It's yeah. a really good... It's probably a really good story. It's just... Mm. Um, anyway. Bradbury is a good... God, I love where I... I will. I love that book. Uh, there's another one that we were talking about, but I don't remember what it was. Have you ever read the? Mm, let me just stop it there, I guess. Cause no. <laughs> Have you ever read? Doesn't matter. I read the Iceberg Hermit. There was a book. I don't know what it's that called that we story. read. I want to say my freshman year. We read absolute bangers my freshman year. Like, every book was super good. Yeah. I can't even complain. Except for Reasons in the Sun. The book sucked. Um, <laughs> but we read one where it was, like, all about self-identity. And the entire time, they don't read. They don't use I. It's a, You have the main character, and he's talking, but he does not use I at all. Or any kind of self-word. Really? And then he discovers how to make electricity. And, like, the entire time that people are... Uni- like, people are assigned jobs at birth by these people with higher power. And they're like, you're going to go do this job for the rest of your life. Because the future drama. Like, this is what you're... You're right. I mean, this is what you're skilled in. But it's not anything. Like, he, like even then, I think the whole thing, he's like, I'm going to be really smart because I have all these ideas. You're not supposed to have ideas. Ideas are bad. And oh. this thing, and it's like, do not have ideas. And then, the, like, the lamppost. Is it, is it, um, Alex de Bergeron? Is it an author? Um. What is that? Alex de what? De Bergeron, I think is what it's called. De Bergeron. No, it's not that. Um. Um, look up, oh god, what's that guy's name? Oh gosh, I don't want to. I don't want to make it too long because we've already been on here so long. Yeah, but the guy. I mean, the entire time. Um, who's the? Uh, look up Goonies real fast so I can get the the actor's name. Goonies cast Sean Astin. Go to his filmography. It was on HBO. Or Alex Alex De Bergeron is the name of it. And keep going. It's not going to be a film. It's it. Do we have TV shows? It was on HBO. Alec. Not Alec. Go, go back. Go back. HBO f- f- shows. Simon. Simon the Bergeron. Mm. Either way. We'll look it up. I know somebody out in the audience. Right, right, I was going. Ah. But, it, but either way, they have to put these things on their head. And um, when they're on, when it's on their head, it controls the way. Basically, it keeps them really calm well, and thinking and stuff like that. Oh, 
there's nothing with the head because they just, he gets his job and basically he's like a, a miner. He's like laying down tracks or something. Okay. But he discovers with some of his buddies electricity and they have like these lampposts. So he goes to the dudes, like the council the next day. And he's all like, yo, I can do this. This is going to save us so much time if we can just do um, electricity, like, ele- like lights, like normal lights. And we can save energy and resources. And like the whole time, like meanwhile... They're not allowed to talk to women. The women are just used to, like, farm and breed, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. But he meets one of them by accident, and he, like, he's talking about this girl, and he's like, she's absolutely breathtaking, beautiful, and, like, everything. And he's like, I'm in love with this girl, and I don't even know. And he's having all these feelings, and he doesn't understand them. And so what's interesting is then she's talking to him, and she's like, I feel the same way, man. And they run away. Because they were talking about, like, they were going to murk him for having all these ideas and such. Okay. And they run away. And they, they get over the walls or whatever that were placed there. And it's very, it's like, it's supposed to be like some, like, an allegory in the cave type reference or whatever. Or, like, not reference, but, like, also that kind of thing. But they find, like, a cottage in the wood. Woods. Like, a whole house. And you're sitting there like... Why the hell is there a house here? Yeah. When they have a whole society where they have basically nothing. Like, you're sitting here thinking that's, like, Stone Age type stuff. But there's a whole house with, like, clothes and fleece and everything. Oh, weird. Okay. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? And they got books. They start reading. They start learning more things. they're not supposed to They start learning I, ego. Uh, It's so good. The the book is literally so good. Nice. So it's called Kurt Vonnegut's Harrison Bergeron. And that's what it's about. And basically, it's where he he is it, it, he works for a company because he's so smart, where they're allowed to take this mind control thing off their head. Mm-hmm. And when he does, and he realizes what's going on, he locks himself in a room and and tells everybody to take it off and to blah blah blah. But because he does it, it it messes stuff up. This is a you would probably really like this story. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. I think it might be this, Ego is the Enemy, but I want to say Ego wasn't in the title because, no, it's not this. Okay. We'll look it up after. Let me keep going. It's so frustrating, yeah. All right. So in an early version of the script. Oh, it's Anthem. Oh, okay. It's called Anthem. Sorry. I saw the word and I said, this is what it's called. Oh, that's it. Yeah. In in an early version of the script, um, Evan was originally going to be called Instead of Evan Treborn, it was going to be Chris Treborn. When the T is moved over, it becomes Christ Treborn. Oh. Um, huh. This was changed to Evan Treborn, which is in play on Event Reborn. See? Hmm. So instead of Evan Treborn, Event Reborn. So, just interesting. Ashton Kutcher did extensive research on psychology, mental disorders, and chaos theory to prepare for his role. Good on him. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, Eldon Henson, who played Lenny, um, shot all of his later normal scenes with his character first because he had to gain around 20 pounds in one month for the later timeline in which his character is crazy. So he was to look bigger as crazy Lenny and thinner as normal Lenny. (laughs) Um, To the filmmaker's amazement, he accomplished it. He did it. Good on him. Josh Hartnett. Sean William Scott and Joshua Jackson were each offered the role of Evan. And you know who Josh Hartnett is from the faculty? Yeah. Yeah. I, you probably don't know who the other two are, but yeah. They, uh, 
they were offered the role as well of Evan, but but it was uh, Ashton Kutcher that took it. So, you have anything else? Mm-mm. Thank you for all of your talking tonight. I love hearing you talk and you tell me about these things and stuff like that. Um, all right, we're going to wrap this up. I'd like to thank everyone for stopping by and listening to our 44th episode. We definitely, definitely appreciate it more than you can imagine. Of course, best way to say you love us is to give us five-star reviews on iTunes. And let me tell you, did you? I told you we have like 200 and something reviews. Yeah, they're all scanned across the place. We have a, a lot of twos and ones. Yeah, it makes me sad. <laughs> With no reasoning. But either way, Tell us what we're doing right? Wrong. Yeah, if you're gonna leave a review, I mean, I appreciate because you know what? Even the bad ones mm-hmm. are a review. It still gives a review. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So good or bad, you okay? Yeah, my head just started killing me. But I did want to talk about one. Where are we at? Um, we did have a review. From Diva Diana, and she said it's called Ferret. <laughs> it's a five-star review. Thank you very much. Um, if you send me, if you email us um, your information, I will mail you a sticker. Don't forget we have those. Um, it said, love this week's podcast. Also, ferrets can be trained. I had a friend who had ferrets, and she litter box trained them, and they did a few tricks. Downside is they stink, and they chewed the furniture. <laughs> so, so trained to a degree. So trained to, yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for giving us a review. And to all the people that, that at least take the time to give us, you know, some kind of star review without writing something, I appreciate that. It is nice if you give us the one that's written so that we can know. But hey. Taking your time to do the other is fantastic. It's Thank you so very much. And that's a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, you can email us here at the yesteryearpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Twitter is twitter.com forward slash yesteryearpcast. Instagram is instagram.com forward slash yesteryearpodcast. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash yesteryearpodcast. We do have our private group, the Truffle Shufflers, our secret question is our host names james and beth please answer the questions we have our website the yesteryearpodcast.com where you can hit us up you can leave us a voicemail you can do all kinds of stuff on our website and you can visit our store which not only has where you can link to our merch but you can also get um, a whole bunch of other stuff from our affiliates which is really cool um, our Patreon is patreon.com um, forward slash the nostalgia group if you'd like to join that. Uh, shout out to Greg Revan for all our intro and outro music. And as always, say goodnight, Beth. Goodnight, everyone. <laughs>